fear. Fear makes us do very strange things. Fear led people in 2020 to wear almost radiation level suits when going to the grocery store, spray down their groceries and bags before bringing them to the home, stop exercising, avoid the outdoors and avoid other people and avoid just about anything else you can imagine. If there's ever been a year in my entire lifetime where fear has been prominent, it was 2020. And I'm not talking about my own personal fear, but the overwhelming sense of fear that existed in the world due to this new virus that showed up. Fear is an insidious instigator of activity and sometimes non-activity. Fear makes us freeze at times. But when we have knowledge, when we possess wisdom, we have attained a new skill. Fear diminishes. Today's guest is the founder of a company that produces herbal and natural remedies, the author of a beautiful new book, How to Be Your Own Shaman, and just an overall great human. Today, our evolutionary listeners, I want you to sit back, pour yourself a cup of tea, grab a pen and paper, because we're going to talk about how you can remove fear and take accountability. Remove fear from your health journey by becoming educated and skilled. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. Welcome back to the Evolve Podcast, where evolved men and women come to disrupt, connect, and get inspired. We're cultivating a strong, lean body, an educated mind, and an evolved, purpose-driven heart are the status symbol of choice. Joining us from the Mind Palace of Oberlin, Ohio, is the most interesting man that I know, W. Miles Riley. Welcome, Miles. Thanks, Steve. How are you doing? You should, doing you well. should say coming from the smoke-infested tiny town of right. Ohio because we got all that smoke from Canada. You, oh, tell those Canadians to go home. Damn that. They are home. They said there's smoke. <laughs> <laughs> smoke signals from Canada. We had that earlier and man, that really wreaked havoc. This is, there was a period of time where I couldn't even wear contacts. I felt like I was in this constant sneezing fit. I mean, yeah. the smoke coming in from, uh, from those Canadians. I mean, what, what are they doing? Let, let, let keep, keep their, imp I don't want that exported to us. Right. And you know, what's your intro, um, addressing fear. You know, we got all of these signals on our phones letting us know how dangerous the air is. Don't go out. Oh, Stay yeah. home. Don't yeah. go out. It's red. Don't go out. Yeah. So you know me. I went out. <laughs> Technology is a pretty funny thing where uh, there's a lot of good because it educates us a lot. But at the same time, it is also a way to incite fear because yeah. it will give you warnings like that. And in a way, it hurts us because we've lost some intuition. We've lost the ability to make choices and intuitive decisions because we're not tapping into our intuition. And I'm excited to talk to our guest today because the majority of what she does is based on ancient wisdom and intuition. And so with that, somewhere lost in the mountains of Utah, I am Steve Cutler. And today's guest is Jane Barlow. Jane, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Uh, we are excited to have you here. Uh, Miles mentioned pre-recording that uh, you popped up on his Facebook feed as a memory, hanging out at the house, and so we've got some, uh, we've got many, many spider web connections here, 
And uh, for our listeners, uh, Jane and I have uh, met and connected and had coffee a few, few times and realized that we are long lost brother and sister from another universe or another life. <laughs> it just or another galaxy. I think you're totally something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty wild when you meet people in your life. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this was the time of life that we were supposed to meet, sit down, get connected, and we're going to do some great things together. So, yeah. what Jane also doesn't know is, Steve is my grandfather, even though he's younger than I am. <laughs> that is true. Well, now I know. I true. had a feeling that there was that that connection. Wow. I'm so glad you guys <laughs> found each other in this lifetime, you know? Well, it's so funny. All of the different paths that converge, you know, uh, so your husband, Tim, has been training with and been friends with uh, Casey Ruff. And way back, uh, I don't know how many years ago, Miles and Casey and I would get together for uh, a book club and we would talk books and philosophy and concepts. And so now here we are together, the three of us. I should have invited Casey on this episode to talk with us. We're going to talk books and philosophy and concepts. So with that, I want to start with your book. I've got to brag because I had to walk across the room before we got started I have not only this beautiful new book that you wrote, but mine for our listeners is signed. And so I just, that's my one brag uh, that I'm going to do today that I have the signed copy of it. Uh, It is a gorgeous book, not only on the outside, but it's a beautiful book on the inside. It's called Be Your Own Shaman. Which I love that title. I absolutely love that title. You love it. But there was a bit of controversy about it after Jane published it and put it out there. She got some interesting feedback on us, on it. Uh, but Jane, first, tell us how you came up with that title, and then walk us through the story of controversy that happened after. Yeah, so the book um, is really a labor of love to my dad's legacy. So my dad wrote a book on medicinal botany. He, he was a medicinal botanist, but he wrote this book called From the Shepherd's Purse, when I was in high school and it's been out of print for more than 40 years, but I've been running his, um, well, the formulas, some, some of the formulas that we make were his, but you know, the last 20 years I've been running the company. I have most of the formulas are now my own, but this book of my dad's, it was written so long ago. I get I've been asked for this every week for the last 20 years. And so about four years ago, I said, I need to update it, reformat it, add to it. And so it took me four years. It just got published about three months ago. And it it's just this most beautiful um, tribute to my dad and all that he brought to the world. Because as we know, the medicinal properties of plants, they don't really change. Right. But as times change, as people change, as circumstances in the world change, um, then there's things that are important as far as information to get out to people. Like I think it couldn't be more timely than right now, but the name of the book, um, you know, um, the, the controversy was, so my parents had, my parents had 11 children and they adopted three native American children. So there's 14 of us total. And my native American brother, he's uh, just three years younger than me. And he has really um, done a lot of genealogy. He's still fully involved in our family and our sibling, 
but he has really gone gone back to his Native American roots and been involved mm. with what what the Native people do. And he's this beautiful Native American man with this deep wisdom, deep soul. He's done a lot of plant medicine journeys and a lot of sweat lodges. And, you know, <clears throat> he's really connected back with the Native people. So when he saw the name of my book, it really triggered him because he felt like it was... Um, the words he actually said is that it's a white, a white person word mm, because he feels, yeah, he feels like, um, shaman in its purest terms, um, has been overused in today's modern world. And, and he actually, you know, he, he kind of had that immediate, um, response and it triggered him and it, and he got it all out. We had this conversation and, you know, I was very loving about it. Um, because I, I knew the place he was coming from. I had no idea it would trigger him like that. But once it did, I was like, okay, I see where you're coming from. And then I, and then when he said, well, it's a white word, I said, well, his name's Bert. I said, well, Bert, I'm a white woman. And maybe I'm the bridge between Native Americans and white people where we can embrace the, the deep wisdom of the indigenous people, not just here in America, but around the world and bridge it to all human beings because we all have a birthright of using herbal medicine to help us be well. So, Beautiful you know, the controversy was small as, as, and I'm, you know, thankfully evolved enough emotionally that I, I, we didn't fight about it. I just listened to him and I let him have his, his, um, you know, moment with it. And, and there it is. Why did you choose that title? What was it about this idea of someone becoming their own shaman that was so important for you? Well, like you said at the beginning of the intro, there's this there was this huge fear bubble that just pushed around the world. In fact, I didn't have the title until just this earlier this year, pretty much right before I published it. I think it's surprising how hard it is to make a title for a book. Um, but what as I watched, humanity drop into this massive fear. I feel like I, you know, I could feel it, you know, the energy of fear as the world shut down and all through 2020 and even 2021. And, and I actually thought it would end a lot sooner, but as I watched people go through their, their fear frequencies and come out the other end and whatever that looked like, I thought, well, what if each person who found my message and found this manual of herbal medicine, what if they could literally become their own doctor, their own shaman? Shaman takes it to a whole nother level than doctor, because to me, shaman is about healing you, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, really holistically. It's not just about giving you an herb or an herbal remedy and saying, okay, here you go, this is going to heal you. You might need to go and do some deep Inner, inner work and research to really become well and whole. So to me, shaman encompassed the doctor piece, that's the physical piece, but in, encompassed the rest of that as well. And it just, when I came up with that, it was like, you get, you get this feeling as a creator, when you create different things, you just get this knowing that comes over you. And it was like, there it is. And it yeah. just felt perfect. That's beautiful. And I think one of the things that I've, uh, I've been able to glean from the book, especially knowing you, is that there is when there are some writers that write and they write well, 
mechanically. It's, you know, the sentence structure, everything is well. There are other writers that infuse a wisdom and a passion because it's part of who they are. And I get that from you. And for our listeners who may not know you, they will through the book. They will, even if they don't know what your lifestyle and your habits are, they'll pick it up through the book. They will not be shocked and surprised that you go hiking on a regular basis and find these plants and talk about them. And you know what the seasons are. You know the appropriate time to pick and the appropriate time to go from harvesting to how you process. Like You, you live this. And so there's a lot of power and a lot of wisdom that comes through with the book. What is it that you're hoping are the, the readers glean from the book? You know, the, the biggest word for me is empowerment. You know, I think mm. we've given away our power to our yes. doctors and our teachers and, you know, and it's okay to learn from people, but intuitively we know what's right for ourselves. And I think if I can instill personal empowerment on this level, this, when 2020 hit and everybody delved into this massive fear, I was like, Hey, everybody, it's okay. It's all good. Like we have, like, you know, I, I really just wanted to stand up with some big megaphone somewhere and be like, it's all going to be okay. You know, it's, I, the, the only fear I had, and I, I resolved that pretty quickly was a fear of the response that we had, um, the, the freedoms that were the possibility of what we were giving up for safety and security. Right. Those were my only fears. So if, to me, it's like, if I can empower even one person at a time, say a young mom who has a kid with a fever or an ear infection or, or something that we would, it would make us afraid. If, if I can empower, you know, one person at a time to have confidence in using herbal remedies to take care of themselves and then having the common sense to go, well, maybe this one should, we should go to the doctor because there is, it's not all about, well, I'm going to, you know, I break my arm. I'm not going to put an herbal remedy on it. I'm going to right. go have the doctor set it. You know, you know what I mean? I, there's there's yeah. got to be this layer of common sense, intuition, and education that comes with all of that. So empowerment is my is my main goal for this book. There's a book. It's called um, The Quantum Doctor by um, uh, Aswami, Gozman Aswami, mm -hmm. the guy who wrote um, The Self-Aware Universe. And in the quantum doctor, it's really interesting because what he proposes is that all methodologies of healing should be at people's fingertips. Mm -hmm. Like you should be able to go to a doctor, but there, there are so many things that happen that you can take steps before you even have to think about going to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to being preventive in your body. And when you're preventive, these healing remedies actually work better it's then finally getting to the point where you have to go to a doctor. So it's, it's as if all these methodologies are intertwined and they have to work together, at least according to this, the book that I read, The Quantum Doctor. And it sounds like your book is similarly written. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mostly a field guide. Um, and, and, and I'm already thinking there's, there's a companion to it that is more of that because it's not just about the physical piece which, which is extremely important, but the whole thought of epigenetics where you have 
the environment you put your body in, and then you have your belief systems. Because over the years, I've talked to many, many people um, who do everything they everything that's perfect for their physical body um, to be healed from whatever it is they're they're working on, but then they don't quite believe that they can get well. And your belief system is fifty percent. Of, of the equation. So it's that that has to do with the whole quantum thing, but it's also that epigenetic layer of, yeah. you know, I mean, a, a, a quick story about 15 years ago, I got a call from a man who his, his 30 year old daughter, her breast cancer had come back and she had exhausted everything in the medical realm. And she was desperate and ready to, and ready to do anything. And the only thing option were like normal remedies. So he had found me and my company and he called called up and he was telling me this whole thing and he said that what had happened is when she was um nine years old her mother had died of breast cancer at the funeral she's listening to all the adults say all the women in our family die from breast cancer because her mother her mother's sister her grant her mother's mom and her grandmother had all died of breast cancer so even though the adults were, weren't really thinking about what they were, they didn't realize the impact on yeah. the little, this little nine-year-old girl. She went from that moment, she went through her life, um, all her teen years saying, all the women in my life died from breast cancer. When she was 18, her body developed breast cancer because this, this is her belief system now is that my body this is what happens to the women in our life. And I don't, wow. I don't think that people realize powerful. the power of that. Right. Yeah. So, so then what he told me is that she went through chemotherapy. She had a double mastectomy uh, at 18, 18 years old. And after a couple of years of treatments and everything, she went into remission, but her mantra still had not changed. She mm. still was not convinced. And at, at 30, her breast, the breast cancer came back. And we, for about six months, she went through a bunch of remedies and then she, and then she passed away. So to me, that sounds like a very dramatic example, but I've heard countless, so many of these. And I've also heard so many that are out the other side where it's like, when they realize the connection of the, the power of our belief systems, and you, then you put the physical piece in and you put your environment in a good place, people, this light bulb moment comes on and and their body heals it's like it's almost like a spontaneous miraculous healing and it's but but that's how we're designed like yeah. we are designed for vibrant wellness and and it it can take a long time for some people to break out of those conditioned mindsets i mean that is programmed into us just and it's 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 a little tough but it's a it's a beautiful thing when you come out the other side yeah, People don't like understand it. that the, the brain is the head of the central nervous system, which then sends signals to the peripheral nervous system. Mm -hmm. And that whatever they are programmed to believe, that is what will create inside of their life. I can't tell you the number of clients over the years that used to come to me and say, I've tried everything and, and I can't lose weight. So, oh, I didn't know that you were the one person on this entire planet that was the exact opposite of what biology and physiology is. It's nice to meet you. And when we had that conversation and then started to work through the scientific concepts of what does it take to lose body fat? What does it take to build muscle? What does it take to have vibrant health? They actually realized they had not been quote unquote doing everything. And then the, when the mindset shifted, now the weight starts to come off because they start doing the right things. 
And I believe that that is what your mission, your passion is all about with this empowerment that you want to educate people because Barlow Herbal is not really just a company about selling products, right? I mean, it's an education company as much as any, but anything else. Talk about how you and the company are educating people and empowering them with knowledge and wisdom. Well, you know, um, we have several ways. I mean, I have a, I, I have a little YouTube channel, but I can't share a lot of things there that are real because I have to be careful. Right. I have to be careful. I can't you make get taken and, down. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I, I think the biggest thing is we, we have a 68 page, it's a catalog, but it's, it's something we send out to new customers or if anyone requests it. And it's literally 68 pages that has been curated over the years of like in-depth information about all of the things that we do. Plus it has extra information about, you know, holistically how your body is designed to heal and just yeah. a bunch of different information. And then I think the biggest thing that has been really, really wonderful for me to do is my online course, because this is an uncensored space. This is a place where people can connect with me when they look at a module. And I think I have about 90 modules in this course now. And it's, it's, there's no certificate at the end itself. You go in and you look at you, there's no way to go through it. It's, you know, you, you see a module that interests you, you, you click on that and watch it. But then I go in and I monitor the comments and I, I respond and I say, you know, so people ask me like, how do I heal this issue? Or how do I go after this infection? Or my son has this. And, and so then I can like, you know, I'll still say, you know, please use your common sense. You know, there's disclaimers, but to me, that's an, a very much an important piece of education is having a space where you feel comfortable. And, um, you know, and that's, so my online course has been a real, it's been a gift mostly for me because I feel like, I can teach, but I also, you know, I love to give um, lectures and I do things, a few things in person. Um, and and I, I'm pretty unfettered, you know, I right. really, I know how right. to word things that don't make claims, but I, I wish, I, I long for the days, which I think they're coming, uh, when we can really teach this deep herbal wisdom and knowledge. And we, we can, we can share without being worried about some but he's saying we can't say those things because I think people can, you, people can use their own discernment. And right. I know there are people who are going to, you know, sell, tell, tell you things that aren't true and they might try to take advantage of a global person who's in pain physically or whatever that there's always going to be that. And this is where we need to learn discernment and we need to learn, okay, I need to trust my intuition. Does that feel wrong or yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but that that's a great, a that's answer. a great answer. No, I, it, the, I want to talk a little bit about the catalog because the catalog to me, when I looked at it, uh, reminded me similar in nature to what, uh, one of my favorite companies, Patagonia has done over the years where their catalogs go out and you see their products in there, but it mm -hmm. essentially is about storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's about telling a story of the family that's you know, been on this adventure, or it's about telling the story of the climber who went to Argentina and climbed, uh, you know, this mountain over this number of days. And there's these beautiful pictures of local co culture. And then you see the product in there. 
And there's so much wisdom that is in the catalog. It's, it's so powerful. It's so impactful. And it's just, it's essentially free. It comes with, if somebody buys something from you, you send that out to them so that they then know what else might be available. The online course is a, is a phenomenal resource. And then obviously be your own shaman. You've got the YouTube videos. Uh, you do put products out. Talk to talk a little bit about what is different about Barlow Herbal products than maybe other remedies that are on the market. Well, the number one thing, if you know, right up top, is everything is made with love. We put the energy and frequency of love into everything we do. That that is one of the reasons that we do all of our own fulfillment. You know, we don't have a a nameless fulfillment center that's just going to handle your products. You know, and I've personally over the years, if I talk like the person that I talked to on the phone with his daughter, I after I talked to him on the phone, I took the order and I literally held the products and, and I put, I, I gave them love and healing energy. And then I packed it up and mm. we have a girl who, in fact, Michelle, who, you know, she does yep. Reiki and, mm-hmm. and on, on all the packages before they leave every day, she does Reiki, healing Reiki, because we know that the things that we make are not only made with really pure um, ingredients and they're done, they're done exactly, you know, all the things that we make, I would ingest myself, I would give to my grandkids and my mm-hmm. kids. So these are the kind of things that we want to put out to everyone. But as they go out the door, they get this, they get Reiki and they then they go out and because they're going out to help people be well and heal from things. And, and then and then the, the layer below that is just making sure that the ingredients are pure, they're sourced sustainably. You know, we go out and we wildcraft our main, the main product that we're known for. We wildcraft that every year as a family. And that's something we do since I was a teenager with my dad and my boys do it, a couple of my brothers. Um, you know, my grandson is 10 and hopefully we'll get him out there in a couple of years with a pickaxe. And, you know, so it's, it, everything's done with love and everything is pure. So, yeah. There's a, there's some strong principles that I think you infuse into the, into the business and, and you see that and you feel that not just with the, the product, but the way that the product is presented and the way that it uh, goes out. I mean, uh, I, I walked out of the warehouse one day with a, a bar of soap and it's the most beautiful work of art. And <laughs> unfortunately I couldn't find that bar of soap for like a week after I came home with it because uh, my wife stole it and she started using it before I could use it. And then when I did, I thought, wow, this is amazing. Uh, so I need to get an, uh, another okay. uh, couple of bars because uh, Danielle fell in love with it so fast. Can you share some success stories or some examples of individuals whose health and wellness has been improved through utilizing the herbal remedies uh, that you share? Yeah. Okay. Like I, there's some ones that pop right to the front of my head. Um, so there's, well, I could give it, I could give a testimonial right now. Oh, here we go. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember, um, something was going on with my throat. Something was really going on with my throat and, and, and I had tried cough drops. Um, I had tried all kinds of things, drinking tea with honey and you gave me a herbal spray along with a product and a tincture. And within a week, it felt like, it, it, almost as if I had like a new throat. Mm. 
right? And I, I, I you know, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I, I, re, I remember the spray because I used the spray a lot. And not only was it effective, it was really comforting. You know, it's like, I wish I had it now faced with this stuff that's going on out in, you know, in, in our community now with the smoke. But um, BarlowHerbal.com, Miles, BarlowHerbal.com. <laughs> I used I used it for about a little over two weeks, a little over two weeks, and and it felt like my throat was reconstructed. No, I know exactly what I gave you. I gave you our herbal throat spray. Yeah. And then LDM one hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, so, that Jane, was a pretty amazing other... product. What are some other stories that, that you hear? I, because I know people call in on a regular basis, not to just order, but they call in to ask questions. And often they will call in to tell you stories of what has happened. They, you get email after email after email. I remember one day we were grabbing coffee and you said, Steve, I've got over 100 emails that I've got to respond to. And a lot of these are people who are just telling you great stories of what is happening what are the positive results of, of using your remedies. Uh, what's yeah. another story? Yeah, so um, a pretty dramatic one. Um, in the middle of 2020, um, I got a call from a woman in Missouri and she uh, just simply wanted to tell me what had happened. So her and her husband were in the hospital uh, with COVID and um, they were doing what they do with people with COVID, which was very odd, but she, they had a personal, uh, a very close friend who was a nurse at that hospital. And this nurse was a longtime customer. She was not only a customer of mine, but she was a customer of my dad's way before my dad passed away. So this was an older woman. She was a, mm. a longtime nurse in this, in this hospital. And this woman who called me, she said, I just need to tell you what happened. Me and my husband were in the hospital. We were very, very sick. And our friend gave us LDM on her shift incognito every, every hour that we were in. And two days after we were in, we were released with no symptoms. But the wow. hospital did not, did not know what she was doing. And it would not have flown if she hadn't known these people personally, and if she hadn't done it kind of under the table. And she just said, I just want you to know, I feel like your product saved our lives. And so you get stuff like that and you just kind of go, oh my God, I am, you know, I'm, I'm in the right place at the right time. And, Humbling. you know, it Very was, humbling. and that, that was, and ever all throughout those two years, those big two years, um, even last year, we, we've we've heard multiple multiple things like that. Um, there's a really dear friend of mine who is here in Salt Lake, and about ten years ago, he got diagnosed with um, prostate cancer, and he's very medically oriented. In fact, he works in the medical he worked in the medical field. He's retired now, but um, his wife, who we're we're very close with them, she basically said, okay. Um, He's, he's been to the oncologist. This is the situation, but I want him to do some of your stuff too, because we have a, we have some powerful cancer remedies as well. And so I said, well, here's the things I suggest. And there were four things. And so he said, the, the man said, um, well, I'm going to take all these to my oncologist and I'll let you know what he says. 
And I'm like thinking, okay, well, then it's probably not going to happen. Uh, that you, and that's fine. Everybody has their own journey. I don't, you know. So uh, about a week later, uh, he, he called me up and he said, I just have to tell you, my oncologist said all those things that you gave me, um, he highly recommends I take all of them and that they're all amazing. I'm like, oh my goodness, you got a very rare oncologist because yeah, most of them, they don't know. They, they don't have any idea about herbal medicine. But so my friend went through some traditional therapies um, and he went on my whole protocol and he ended up keeping his prostate. He did have a small bit of it removed, but he's been in remission now for almost a decade wow. and still continues to take some of my remedies up for prevention. Um, but you know, maybe to me, that's like, you know, been really interesting because I would say the last 15 years, I've had a surprising number of medical doctors who, who find me and will, they, 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 they'll, what I, what will happen is I'll have a patient that will get diagnosed with something kind of gnarly. And the patient will say, is there anything I can do you know, like lifestyle things there, you've got a very motivated patient who's willing to change their diet and start exercising and work on their stress levels and all of these things. And for the most part, I think most medical doctors are like, no, all that stuff doesn't matter. This is the treatment that you have, but you have that doctor who goes, I took this Hippocratic oath first do no harm. And I have a super motivated patient here and through different things that they've done for themselves and their family, they have found me. So yeah. they'll say, get a hold of this company and get this protocol. And so they'll, it, it'll be kind of under the table, but I would, you know, the last 15 years, I have a very thriving group of medical doctors who use my protocols. And it's kind of just a little bit on the lowdown um, with very, with motivated patients. So to me, that's just like, you know, <laughs> What a, I, what a beautiful right and thing. sad story all at the same time. It's beautiful because it's healing. And it's sad that fear is part of what's driving the under the table concept. We have created this singular allopathic methodology. Yeah. You come in, you have a malady, you have a sickness, you have an injury, you have something. And so here is the way. This new pill is the way. And yeah. it's mind-blowing that we continue to do this over and over and over again. And we don't look on a macro scale that right. as Americans, we are heavier than ever. As Americans, we are sicker than mm -hmm. ever. As Americans, we do not have great movement. We are aging uh, in so many ways faster mm -hmm. than ever. You know, I was talking to a client the other day who had come to me and wanted to make a pretty significant change. And this significant change was something that, you know, he said, I want to achieve this by this particular time. And so we started talking through it. And the thing that I find fascinating is when people tell me where they want to go, and then they want to tell me how they're going to get there. And say, so, well, let's pause for a second, because what got you here is not going to be what got you there. So how about we just start with where you want to go? So you want to get this, and then let me coach you on how to get there. Because you can't create your goal and your plan with the same level of thinking that got you to this level. You know, they want change, but don't want to change. Mm -hmm. And we as a society have to evolve to the point where we take wisdom from the past. We look at things that have worked in the past and sure, bring new technology to it, bring new ideas to it. But this limited mindset just doesn't work. It doesn't function. 
Jane, I want to jump into and make sure we talk about LDM. I know that LDM is is one of your uh, uh, flagship products, is one of the, the best-selling products that you have. And I also want to make sure we jump on uh, Lion's Mane because that's a uh, supplement that I was introduced to in this last year or so that uh, I found great benefits from. Can you provide an overview? And I want you to say it because I'm not even sure, even though I've written it down and I've tried to say it so many different times, Lomatium? Dissectum extract? Is that what LDM stands for? Uh, so the way to pronounce it is Lomatium. Lomatium. And see, I've heard you say this before, but then I read yeah. it down. I'm like, that eh, doesn't connect. All right. Lomatium. Lomatium. Well, before you go on, Lomation. because what I'm going to ask ties into what you're about to talk about. And, and, and it also ties back to what we just left. One of the things I've realized about America, and this could probably be larger than America is when you challenge an industry with newness, with new products, with new engineering, with new technology, right. you're challenging money. And when you challenge money, people get afraid. Yep. They get afraid where doctors now have this automatic industry where here's a pill, here's a pill. Sometimes we see commercials. They don't even tell you what the pill is for. They just show you people excited that they have taken the pill, then they show the name of it, and then they say, ask your doctor. And you're sitting there looking, ask my doctor about what? It's almost as if they're creating illnesses and the yep. pill to go with it. But when you start to challenge those industries, and we saw that with um, Uber challenging the car, the, the taxi cab industry, we Taxes, saw yeah. Airbnb um, challenging the hotel business. When we see different technologies comes out, it people become fearful when you're challenging the money. And you're about to speak about LDM and 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 I can easily see the connection of what LDM could be or is and what industry it challenges where they circle the wagons. Yeah, and, they already have. And start to discredit, because it starts with discrediting something before they really try to go at it. You know, you're spot on. And here's the thing. I think that uh, regardless of all the chaos the last three years have brought upon everybody in the world, um, I think it's making people start to question these, these systems that have been in control. And I think what happens is people just need to be brave. And they also need to realize that they're the ones that have the power. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, your doctor says, I mean, I don't even have a doctor. And I'm not against medical. I'm not, if I... You know, I, I, well, I just had a knee replacement a year ago from an old water ski accident, but I didn't, I, so I think that, I think that people just need to be brave and we're so used to handing our health over to the medical system and they're used to us handing, like, what if you buck the system? You know, I have a really good friend here whose husband has rheumatoid arthritis and he's been on my herbal remedies, the protocol for inflammation, arthritis, He's been on that for about three years and off of his prescription medication and his, he, the, the, the husband went in and had a, the, 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 his rheumatologist called him and said, Hey, you haven't been in, it's time for your, it's time for a checkup and just to see how you're doing. And we are also, you're not on your meds anymore. So, you know, you're not getting a prescription what's going on. So he went in and his doctor chewed him out. He had no symptoms. His rheumatoid arthritis was completely in check. He was taking no pharmaceutical drugs. 
And the, the doctor shamed him into getting back on the drugs. And he was yeah. so embarrassed about it that he didn't even tell his wife. And he started having all of these side effects that he'd been experiencing being on that drug. So here's the thing. We have this system that has been in control of everything that we do in the, in the medical realm. Like we go to our doctor, they're not the boss of us. We yeah. are the boss of us, you know, and it, it comes down to you, they, you hire them to, and if they don't, if you don't like what they say to you, this is where bravery and courage needs to come in. This is if, if you, if they want you to get on these drugs and you know, you could change it with your lifestyle and other things, you need to be brave enough to say, I'm going to try something else first. And, or I'm going to go find someone who's going to help me do something different first. And I think that's where, that's where the swap I've seen this coming in. I think we need to keep our hopes. We need to realize that there is a big awakening happening. I feel it and I see it every day and it might seem like it's overwhelming and not enough people are going to wake up and, but it's happening and it's happening on a scale because of what's happened the last three years. Well, also that's a mindset. You know, the thing is, yeah. is the, the, I, I, I would, I, I would safely say that the average person, when they come across an illness, they, they're, they're alone in their illness. And if you if you don't have a community of people like right now, I have a community of people where if something goes wrong, yeah. I could actually talk to them and 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 they would lay out a number of things before I would go have to go to a doctor. And I think the average person, you know, I, and 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 I'm and I'm not even looking at it from the perspective of coming from New York City. I'm looking at from the perspective of where I live now. I live in a rural community. You drive out in his farms and, you know, somebody out on a farm gets sick and they don't have a community of people and they can say, well, maybe before you try the pill, this pill, you should try this and you try that, a number of options. So when people get sick, oftentimes they get sick alone. Yeah, I think you're and right. When they are, and when they're sick alone, they have, then it's like, well, who's the professional? Well, just drive to the doctors. Let's go to the doctors. If they're lucky they can find progressive doctors who understand some of the things that you're doing and say, why don't we try this? Let's back up first. Um, even uh, my doctor, when my blood pressure went up and it was because I wasn't working out, my doctor said to me, he, he said, we have some pills that you can take. He said, but there's three other things you can do before we even put you there. Why don't we try those? And all it was was some exercises and some breath work and things like that. And I had a doctor and when he said the breath work, I couldn't believe him. I mean, I literally, I know about breath work, but I was shocked that he knew about breath work. Mm. Yeah, but Miles, so, don't don't you think it's about personal responsibility too? Because you might be lonely or totally. alone. You might be alone, but you also, there's so many communities that you can click into that are online. But I mean, I totally agree. I do think most people feel like they're alone. And this is where the personal responsibility might come in. Personal to me, when, when, when we use terms like mindset, personal responsibility, those things are tools. Like personal responsibility, when you, when you, when, you know, I walk around and I drive to Walmart and I see, you know, I literally can run into 10 people in Walmart who are sitting in carts because they're overweight yeah. shopping. Yeah. 
when I, I stand in line and, and I'm standing there with my bag of, you know, mustard greens, turnip greens, kale, and somebody's standing in front of me with their family of three kids. And I look inside the basket and I see chips and soda and like personal, personal responsibility is a tool in a toolbox. It, to me, it's not a general thing that everybody has the ability to do. When you learn personal responsibility, it's like having it, when, or, and, and if you, you've come to it in a particular way, it's almost as if it's an epiphany. Wow, personal responsibility, wait, I, I, have some, I have some power over myself that I could go and do these things. That, that's, that's new to people. And I don't think the average person runs around thinking about, well, I have a personal responsibility because they have not been given that tool yet. You guys can speak on this because I'm basically speculating on this idea of when you said personal responsibility. It feels like that's a tool. Yeah, I think there's tools, have, there's skills to it, right? When you think about yeah, it, there's there's yeah. skills that become a skill set. Personal responsibility to me is a mind frame. It's a paradigm that we adopt in life. It's a perspective. It's a, it's a belief that we build off of. But then there are skills that are developed along the way. If I, like Jane is talking about, take the mindset of personal responsibility, I will then say, how do I take responsibility for my health? How right, do I right. take responsibility to learn and educate? Can I do it online? Are there other people in my community? Can I have conversations? There are multiple skills. And as you mentioned, Miles, you've got several people in your network that you can call, that you can have conversations with. You have those things. But I think personal responsibility is essentially a choice to move into a different paradigm. It's an awakening. It's yeah. really awakening to the point that you say, my life is my own, my health is my own, and I am going to take responsibility for it and not push it onto somebody else. Now I will get guidance, I will get coaching, I will get help, I will get support. But ultimately, it's up to me. And I think, Jane, you made an important point of taking that personal responsibility, but also learning to have a dialogue. Dialogue is something that is becoming, if it has not already become, a lost art in our society. We have many monologues, but we have few <laughs> dialogues. We have people who monologue out on social media. We have people who monologue to each other, but we have very few dialogues. And like you, I don't have a doctor. I don't have a primary care physician that I go see on a regular basis. I can't even remember the last time I was in a doctor. And it's not that I'm against allopathic medicine. I just don't need them. And the last time that I did, the doctor said, I think we should do this. And I said, I don't want to do that. What are other options? What about, and we had a dialogue back and forth until we created a plan that was going to be better for my health. And it was a bit of a give and take. And I took her word for it on a couple of things and tried and tested. And then we moved away from uh, that particular medication about a month, month and a half in until my, uh, when my body started to stabilize and my health started to return. But it's a dialogue as much as it is anything else. Let's jump into LDM because I want to make sure that our listeners understand, and I'm going to get it right now, Lomatium, right? How do they do, Jane? <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, Lomatium. Uh, can you give a brief overview of what LDM extract is and uh, maybe some of the historical and traditional uses of it? 
Yeah, so Lomatium is a Native American plant. It only grows in one part of the world, which is the Pacific Northwest of the United States. So it's never been successfully cultivated. You can't uh, take a bunch of seeds and plant them in rows or um, even technically plant them where they grow. Um, you have to actually, you know, go out and wildcraft them in the. You, got, you guys in, actually tried to cultivate it at one point, didn't you? Yeah, my dad. My dad tried for years, and mm-hmm. um, we now own forty acres where it grows. Um, in it, in it, it's very hilly. They, what they do is they grow on rocky slopes that face south. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soil is very arid, but the beautiful thing about this plant and the part of it that you use is the root is that it's got what's called uh, broad spectrum antimicrobial properties. I believe its most powerful property is that it's antiviral. It also is good for fungus and yeast. So it's really good for candida. Um, It's good for some types of bad bacteria, but because it's mother nature and it's perfection, it doesn't appear to destroy any beneficial bacteria. So it doesn't mess up anything in your microbiome. Um, So if you think about the things that come at us as human beings, viruses, funguses, yeast, when we get a virus, when we pick up a cold or whatever, we're basically getting an upgrade. You know, we our, our immune system gets an upgrade. We have inside our microbiome, we have a virome. If we were to t- eradicate all the viruses that are in our body or all the viruses that are in the world, we would not survive. We need viruses because we have a virome inside of us. Like, this is where the education piece comes in for people. Um, so Lomatium, what it does is it goes in and it can eradicate a viral load. Like um, 95% of the world has Epstein-Barr in some form. And under the Epstein-Barr virus uh, umbrella are things like mono, shingles, um, herpes. You know, these they're super, super common. So what Lomatium does is it goes in and helps the body mitigate that and bring those loads way, way down. In fact, it's so powerful that some people, when they try it for the first time, there's about 10% of the population that will get a one-time full body detox rash from taking this taking this plant. And we've got uh-huh. a protocol now that we've um, formulated to take it down to almost very low, low chance of getting a rash. Because so what we find is when you support the liver, detox the liver, give the liver a lot of nourishment, maybe back off on the wine or the alcohol when you're going to try this first, Miles. Uh, then your, your body is able to Steve. Yeah, Steve. Miles. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 yeah. yeah, I know, but I've been taking Lomation since I was Tim. a teenager. Yeah. So we basically, what we do is we collect this root, um, in the fall. That's when all the properties are the highest and we chop it up and we lay it on drying racks where it has to cure and oxidize. That's where part of the power comes in. Um, it's a really beautiful process. We have, you know, we've done little clips and videos of us doing it every year that are on some of our social media pages and stuff. But um, one of the cool things is when we go out and we collect this plant, um, it is literally from the moment we are pulling it out of the ground, it is done with the intention of love and healing. Like Brian, who both of you guys know, who's my youngest son, he's he'll be 41 this year, but he's one of the main wild crafters. He'll pull a root out and he'll like literally hold this root and be like, 
who are you going to go out into the world and heal? Like he'll just like, <laughs> he'll like love on this little plant. And, oh, it's amazing. And uh, it's, it's really such a beautiful process and everybody that's involved in it knows that um, this is powerful medicine. In fact, the native Americans uh, use this during the 1917, 1918 Spanish flu. There were two tribes in um, near Carson city, Nevada, the Washu Indians that were using it. And Although they got they, there were a lot of people who were, who got sick, who got the flu, not one person from either one of those tribes died during that epidemic. So it's it's been around forever. It's a beautiful Native American plant. And, uh, you know, my dad had a love of Native Americans and he studied it for about 30 years before he passed. So it's it's a beautiful family legacy. Yeah. What a great story and yeah. uh, very powerful. Uh, what it's done for people. And that it, it makes me laugh and smile for our listeners. They might hear that. Uh, and if they don't know Brian, they'll still smile and laugh. But if you get to know Brian, Brian is the funniest, wittiest person that I personally know right now. Like he makes me laugh constantly. I <laughs> sent him a text the other day and he responded back and I just started laughing just with the way that he responds. He is so quirky with his responses and the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Um, he, yeah. It's, well, here's, uh, he's, here's he's one hilarious. thing, Steve. I don't know if you know this, but if you look in, in the book, all, all, uh, there's all the sections of plants. So every plant. So this is, um, this is chives. And Brian came up with the, the name, which is a, a, a buffet of antioxidants. So oh, every plant has a quirky okay. little name and Brian came up with all of those. That's amazing. So, and, and, and for our listeners get, that want to get a picture of Brian's personality, you've got to go listen to the rooted in health podcast. <laughs> Brian writes and plays the guitar for every intro and he is hilarious. So rooted in health podcast, you can find it on every other podcast, uh, channel. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, you can find Rooted in Health on there and you'll get an idea of Brian and his his personality and uh, the, the love and the humor that he puts into to everything. So you can envision him up on the hill saying that, right? I totally can. Yeah. And pulling pulling his guitar from sitting on his back and playing music to that, uh, to that <laughs> uh, Lomation. Jane, can Lomation be used in conjunction with other supplements or other medications? Are there other, are there contraindications or the things people need to be aware of? The only thing people need to be aware of is the, is the one-time detox rash potential. And it's only the first time you take it. I mean, it's really rare that someone will get it again. Um, and that usually is if someone got the rash, they wait uh, more than a year before they try it again. It's very, very rare, but I've had a couple of people get it again, but no, I've had people take Lomatium right along with a prescription antibiotic. Um, and this is not really an antibiotic. Some people call Lomatium a plant antibiotic, mm. but it doesn't destroy anything beneficial, which right. an antibiotic, in, it, it destroys all your beneficial bacteria as well as the bad stuff it's going after. Um, no, I've had, and over the years, I mean, I've been taking it since I was 14 and I've taken along with hundreds of other supplements and no, there's, it's uh, it's super safe. It's safe for babies. You know, I gave it to not only my kids, but now my grandkids and um, no, it's, it is a, it is a perfection of mother nature. Truly. I love how you talked about the virome and the virome because it's important or the biome. Uh, it's important for people to understand that 
viruses and bacteria are not bad things. Right. We are in constant communication with viruses and bacteria. Our cells right. are constantly communicating with viruses and bacteria. They all live inside of us. They live externally. And mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of the world and the universe, they, we are a virus. We live with virus. We have virus in us. We have virus external. We have bacteria internal, external. Yeah. And so it's not about can we kill all of this stuff because when we kill it, we're killing part of ourself. And we just have to figure out what does that appropriate balance look like. And LDM is one of the things that uh, helps to support that. How do you recommend people utilize your LDM supplement? Is this something that they take ongoing? Is this something that they start to take if they feel some sort of uh, symptom coming on? What's your recommendation? Uh, well, so my first recommendation is if someone's hearing about this for the first time, I would get it into your system and go through a couple of weeks to see if you're one of those people that gets the rash mm -hmm. um, and then get that out of the way if that is the case. So if the way I, the way I've been using it for all these years is if I get something acute, like say I get, I've only ever had one UTI, which is a urinary tract infection. And it's very safe with this plant to increase the dose until it does the job. So that sounds mm -hmm. really broad, but I took a high dose, which are, LDM tincture is extremely concentrated. We don't add any water or glycerin. So it's very concentrated and extracted in alcohol. So 50 drops is, is, is a high dose. So when I had the UTI, I took 50 drops every hour for about 12 hours while I was awake that day. And it was gone the next day. Wow. If I have a cold or strep or bronchitis or, you know, about a month ago, I got a really weird ear infection. I'm not sure why. Um, so then I just took it every hour and put a couple drops in my ear and, and for an, a, an acute infection, you can take it and dose it up until it does the job. Now during the winter, during normal cold and flu season, or if I ever travel, so all these years, you know, anytime Tim and I have gone out of town, traveled overseas, I take a daily preventative just once a day, um, half a half a dropper full or we actually have it in capsule form too which is really easy to travel with and then i just take it for prevention um and there i'll go months months without taking it so it, it depends it depends now if you're trying to bring down a viral load say something like herpes virus you could i mean you can stay on it for three months 18 months 24 months you can stay on it daily while your body's working on bringing that load into into normal you know, I've had people test negative after being on lamation for different things. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit to something that I started taking last year and I'm fortunately getting to the tail end of the, of what I bought because uh, I'm going to shift over to your product. Uh, I, I didn't want to throw all my pills out um, <laughs> because Good, that's very I stocked smart. up, I stocked up on my, my lion's mane, but um I, somebody had recommended lion's mane as a way to help to support brain health and nervous system. And specifically, it got brought up uh, as a support for ADHD. Now, I'm unlike many people out there. I got diagnosed with ADHD later in life. And it wasn't because I was necessarily dealing with any, you know, random negative symptoms or whatever. Uh, I just went because I was curious. My daughter had been diagnosed, and as I started to read through some of the books, I thought, oh, that's how my brain functions. Well, when I went in and got diagnosed, the doctor uh, said, yeah, you definitely have it after going through all the tests. 
but your lifestyle supports the, the, the functioning and the way that you set yourself up. So on your hyper-focused days, you're hyper-focused. On your days where you might be a little bit scattered, you're leaning into the, let's get a lot, lot of stuff done. And so like, unlike most people, I, I've never taken a medication for it, and I never plan to. I, I thrive with the lifestyle that I live. And I look at the ADHD and the two uh, parts of ADHD as a superpower. So lion's mane has been something that's been extremely beneficial for me and is helped me to, uh, to focus a little bit more. You have a product called brain glow, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what's in the brain glow uh, product and how it helps to support overall brain health, brain functioning? Yeah. Okay. So let me just really quickly, uh, lion's mane is I've actually been taking the lion's mane for a few years and I, I, I depend on feedback from people. Why don't you carry it? Why don't you carry it? Why don't you carry it? So about, uh, earlier this year, we started, we started, we brought in the lion's mane supplement. Lion's right. mane, one of the things I, now lion's mane is a mushroom. And yep. the part of the, the, the mushroom that we use is the fruiting body of, of the lion's mane. And it, it has that name for a reason. It's a really cool looking mushroom. And we, we actually make an extract using um, hot water extract and an alcohol-based extract. And it's an organic extract. And then you, then, you then you turn it into a powder and then you encapsulate it. So the thing I love is it, is it can cross the blood brain barrier and stimulate nerve growth factor, which is extremely important, as, especially as we age. Um, so that's what I really, really, really love about, about the lion's mane mushroom is it has some incredibly powerful properties for brain function. Now the, the brain glow, this, this, I formulated this about, I think it was 2014. So we're almost 10 years with it. So, um, I just kind of have this thing, like, as I get older, it's like, I, I, I realize, okay, I've been taking really good care of my physical body. I, I really wanted to do something because I've been really reading about nootropics and, you know, how important supplements are. And a, a nootropic is N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C, which is means it's brain. It's something for your brain. And mm -hmm. basically I just started doing research and it's, um, so I, I started out with about 48 plants that had something to do with helping your brain function, improving memory, focus, oxygenation, circulation, all the things that our brain needs to stay vibrantly healthy and functioning besides, you know, the exercise and eating the foods that help, help nourish your brain. I really wanted something herbal. So I, I, I started researching and I got about 48 plants that I knew somewhere in there was going to be the right combination. And once I do research, uh, then what I do is then I go, I take myself somewhere quiet. I go into kind of a meditative state and I, and I, and I let inspiration come to me mm. and I've, I've come to realize that as I'm formulating, I know that my dad is helping me because I can feel it. <laughs> and so that's kind of how brain glow was born. There are eight herbs in it. There's ginkgo, ginkgo biloba, very well known for improving circulation to the brain, right. uh, memory, hearing, focus, um, all of that. There's a herb called water hyssop. There's ashwagandha. There is gota cola, there's ginseng, there's an herb called shizandra, which is very well known in Asia for 
keeping the Asian people young and vibrant and healthy in their mind. And then there's also an herb called skullcap. And skullcap helps to calm a monkey brain. It doesn't make you sleepy or groggy, but basically I think, especially as modern humans, we have access to so much information that sometimes our brain is just like, you know, some people can't shut their brain off when they go to sleep and they can't sleep because they can't shut their brain off. Right. And there's a lot of right. other things that can attribute to that as well. Um, not being able to shut your brain off, but the skull cap is in there in just the right amount so that you can bring your, your brain into homeostasis. So it's rainbow is just this perfect blend of eight herbs. There's no stimulants in it. So it will, what we've found over the years is people like college students will use it in place of, of something like, um, you know, if they take Adderall to study, which yeah. is, yeah. you know, um, but that can have some really horrible, that can be not good at all. But brain glow just brings yourself into a place of clarity, focus, and, you know, that coupled with the lion's mane is just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be a very old lady with a very sharp brain. That's my, that's my plan. <laughs> it's a, it, these, these two things together are pretty powerful. I mean, yes. uh, how do you, how do you say it? I've always said it got you cola. Oh, go to cola. Go to cola. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had a, had a mentor introduce me to that uh, years ago yeah. as, you know, brain support, nerve support, but also yeah. uh, the way he described it, he, he started using it in higher doses for people to help with scar tissue and yeah. stretch marks and, yeah. and they used to sell that uh, in creams in compounding yeah. pharmacies mm -hmm. for for uh, helping to clean up scar tissue and uh, you know improvement of stretch marks and tightening of skin i tried that protocol at one point because i thought man as i get older i notice my skin's not as tight as what it used to be even though we eat protein and you take the collagen and all that other stuff and i noticed a difference there but it's there's several brain uh, health you know uh, benefits that, that go with that so i love those two things together the 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 eight or eight herbs is that right yeah there's eight in the brain glow eight in and the brain glow and then the lion's mane. mane yeah and you know yeah. what's really interesting is the last 30 days i thought i would do a little bit of a test and normally i take my my herbal supplements you know the, those two things during the day but I, I decided I want to see what would happen if I took them at night. Because like I said, there's oh, no stimulants in it. Right. And what I find is, so now I, I'll do two brain glow in the morning, especially if I have a, a lot of content to create. And then before I go to bed, I've been doing, this has just been a test. I do two brain glow and two lion's mane. And mm. I have the most amazing, vivid dreams, not nightmares, that I totally remember the next day. And I, and cool. I, I feel good and rested, but it's just like, Wow. Cause I can, I can almost like, it's like, a, I can almost feel my brain regenerating and repairing. And it's, it's kind of, it's, I think I'm going to keep that routine up. <laughs> That's, That's really cool. interesting. When you talk about skull cap and what the benefits there are, yeah. um, there's a, there's a test out there called the Braverman test that uh, you can go through and take. And it essentially a series of questionnaires that tells you how you show up in life. What are your most common dominant uh, neural receptors? And I came out as very acetylcholine dominant, which means that I'm not very dopamine. Uh, I don't have high dopamine levels. And so for people who are acetylcholine dominant, lower on dopamine levels, we, our brains tend to go, go, go. And so one of the challenges I had had uh, 
for years was just getting to sleep because my brain was bouncing and going everywhere. Mm. So it's interesting you talk about skull cap. I found that supplementing with magnesium mm -hmm. and GABA mm -hmm. was phenomenal to help me to go to sleep. But I recently started putting lion's mane in with that concoction before I go to bed. And like you, deep sleep, but some really cool, sometimes really weird, vivid dreams. And yeah. I wake up feeling extremely refreshed. So I'm going to try this old uh, brain glow lion's mane protocol at night because I'm, I'm yeah. really curious. Well, if you think about what I said about lion's mane is it stimulates nerve growth factor. Right. And that's that right there. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of research that's coming out now that says that, well, I guess let me put it like this. Several doctors believe that Alzheimer's and uh, dementia are, we could call them diabetes type three mm -hmm. because of the way that it's affecting the body. And as I've been studying more about Alzheimer's and dementia, it's pretty fascinating what some of the research is showing. In fact, a lot of research is saying that if you continually challenge yourself with learning complicated movement and doing complicated movement throughout life, that that's one of the ways that you can keep your brain healthy, young, and stave off dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, not guaranteed. We don't know that for sure, but it's, uh, it, it's showing some strong indication. And yet also supporting from the inside out, not just from the outside in through movement and learning complicated movement so that we're keeping the neural pathways uh, continuing to function well. But that, that's pretty fascinating to think about that if from the outside in and the inside out, we can live a lifestyle that then supports healthy brain functioning throughout life, then we have to ask the question, well, what is aging? Because right. typically yeah. we think of aging as Cognitively, I'm not there. And physically, I've become weak and inflexible. And those are the three things that I've always heard people reference when they say, I feel old. Mm -hmm. When you see people go on either Brain Glow or Lion's Mane, what are some of the common benefits? What are some of the common uh, responses that you're seeing where they say, wow, Jane, this has changed X in my life? Yeah, we've only had the lion's mane in our line for about three months. So we haven't gotten a huge amount of feedback, but we have a lot of feedback on the brain glow. Um, a lot. I mean, what happened in the beginning, it, we brought it out in capsule form. And since it's been out almost 10 years, I had a really, really, really good friend who wanted to use it on his son, who was three years old at the time, um, who had just been diagnosed with ADD, ADD, mm. ADHD. And he said, are, you know, can, can I give this to my son? And I, I, all the herbs in there are very safe for kids. So what we did is we had him open the capsule and put about a third of it in a little bit of applesauce. Mm. And, and it was like, this was, a, I mean, it, it didn't like, if you think about the medications that they put them on it, it numbs it, like it just changes the child. Right. And so it just, this just helped his brain function, um, and it, and he's now 13. So this, and so, so this like, so this is why we actually brought it out in tincture form as well, because in a tincture, you can very easily just give like five drops or 10 drops, or it's really easy to put into, you know, give for different ages or different kids. But I've had a lot of college students, like I mentioned earlier, have used the, used the brain glow just to help with study, to help with focus to like, 
like it makes a huge difference for me when I have content to create. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's about point. four yeah, and there's about four uh, reviews on our website of people who've used Brain Glow following a concussion, and how mm. quickly interesting it, it helped their brain. Um, those that completely shocked me when when we first got the first one about someone said, hey, I use this, I just had a concussion. It was actually someone who was getting concussions a little regularly because they are they um, ride they ride horses the in the the rodeo horses and they get or like oh. the, the buck okay. bucked off or whatever yeah and yeah. it was like so they were kind of on a regular basis had been used to getting concussions throughout their life doing this and it was like this is the fastest I've ever healed wow. from a concussion and I attribute it to the brain glow so I think from from my knowledge of these herbs that are in it and and my own personal use and all the feedback that we've gotten i believe that what this does is this helps the brain think about it your brain is your your hungriest organ if you need oxygen and you need circulation so if we are missing oxygen in our brain for even short periods of time we can do damage to our brain so if you've got herbs that literally help your body and your brain improve its oxygen I mean, to me, that that makes perfect sense. If you're getting improved oxygen and you get improved circulation, I mean, to me, that that's where it is right there. Yeah, the brain uses more energy than any other organ in the body. Yeah, and uh, we we forget we think of energy just in terms of like macronutrients, and then how does how do those things break down for chemical reaction? But oxygen, yeah, we can yep. we can live forever without. I mean, not forever. We can live for days, weeks, maybe even a month plus without yeah. eating food, but uh, we can't live for very long without air. And so that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty important. So we have oxygenation through the blood mm -hmm. into the brain, mm -hmm. pretty powerful. I found over the years, uh, as I have now understood what ADHD is and how it's a rewiring and a neurodivergency of the brain, I understand now why certain things work and that so much of it can be mitigated and managed through lifestyle. I work out on a regular basis. I don't eat a lot of sugary foods. I sleep well. I keep a low percentage of body fat. I uh, take lion's mane. I do these things to keep my brain healthy and I function well. And ADHD has become my superpower because it allows me to focus very quickly and change directions very quickly if I need to. But then it also allows me on certain days to 100% focus when I need to do that as well. And so I would highly recommend our listeners, if you have not looked into natural remedies, natural sources, including lifestyle changes for any of your kids that are presenting with ADHD, or as a lot of researchers are finding, it might not be a neurodivergent brain and true ADHD, but a lot of people have what they call VAST, which is just ADHD type symptoms because of the lifestyle that they're living. Uh, internal and external, these things are all beneficial for you. Well, Jane, we're coming up on our time, so I've got a final question for you. Uh, how do you address skeptics or individuals who might be hesitant to try herbal remedies? Uh, what what can you tell them? Um, you know, I I I've lost the desire to really try to convince people because uh, people need to come come to a lot of things when it comes to taking care of their health, like, like this, like the way I do, they need to kind of come to that on their own or be in a place. Um, I think if someone is, you know, I have people who are skeptical of what I do all the time, you know, especially yeah. people find out sure. what I do and, 
the fact that I, you know, I don't go to the doctor and I don't take any prescription medications. Um, I, I basically just say, well, you know, I just, this is how I choose to live my life. You know, I'm 62 now and I'm healthy and uh, the proof's in the pudding. And, you know, I would suggest you do some research. So I, skeptics don't phase me in the least. You know, I just set an example. I find the older I get, the more powerful my example is. And I don't really have to um, get into a, if someone wants to have a discussion with me, bring it, bring it on. Yeah, I'd love to share. Yeah. But it's not, it wouldn't be in, in any kind of aggressive way or any type of way to try to change someone's mind. I think everyone needs to come to their own conclusions about what works for them. You know, because we we do have some differences, but yeah, skeptic, bring bring the skeptics on, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great perspective. It's funny. I, I saw a picture the other day and I know this thing has become viral in the last uh, couple of days where uh, people have shown this, uh, this guy RFK, who's apparently running yeah. for president with a shirt off doing I've some push-ups, and they're like, Oh, look at this guy. And, and then they put him side by side with Bill Gates and say, now Gates is a health expert and it shows Bill Gates with his man boobs. And, <laughs> you know, I, it's it's funny. I just look at things like that, and it just it makes me smile and laugh. That what I've seen over the years, uh, probably you know a quarter of a century now, spending time in a health, fitness, wellness, and business space. There's a lot of skeptics that will fight against anything, and most of the time, the skeptics are the people who are not living it, who don't, who have never tried it, and who, frankly, just have an opinion without experience. And so, I absolutely love that answer. Yeah, I just let it be their journey. I, it's gotta I can't, be. I can't. It's gotta be. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Well, and on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve Podcast. Jane, thank you again for coming on and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our amazing listeners. Uh, you've shared some great wisdom here. We've talked about some practical solutions that people can get access to. But what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and uh, get some guidance on their path of personal evolution? Uh, so I would just say head over to our website, which is barlowherbal.com. So just B-A-R-L-O-W-H-E-R-B-A-L.com. You can go put in catalog in the search engine and you download a free PDF of our catalog. And you can also request a free copy. Um, we could just pop one in the mail to you if you're in the U.S. But um, I would just say, you know, start there. We, I have a, we have Instagram and Facebook, you know, at, at Barlow Herbal. Uh, the YouTube channel is Barlow Herbal, but um, I would say the best thing to do is maybe just request the catalog. And, you know, maybe if you feel so inclined, you know, check out the book. The book is a beautiful, it's a beautiful, timeless uh, guide of, of herbal remedies that I think, you know, one of the things I've been telling people is if it, if it saves you one trip to the doctor, it will have paid itself, paid for itself 10 yep. times over. Absolutely. So, you know, easy. Well, and we didn't talk about this before, but I had the idea as we were sitting here talking, uh, I'm going to throw this out there to the, to the listener who listens to this episode and shoots me a message. If we're connected, shoot me a text. If we're not connected, uh, you know, then jump, jump on our Instagram and send me a message either at Steve Cutler underscore or at Evolve, uh, official Evolve podcast. Uh, our links are in the uh, show notes, just like we will put Jane's links in there. But for the first person that sends me a message that says, send me the book, I'm going to buy you the book and I'm going to send it to you. And I'm also going to throw in 
uh, one of our Evolve hats because I want you to have this book and I want you to then share it with other people. So Jane, I'm going to ask you, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but when I buy the book and send it out, can we make our listeners as cool as me and have you sign their copy? 100%. I'd love right. that. Right. I love that. They're going to be way cooler than I am because I'm not very cool, but I feel cool because I have the signed copy. So listeners, the first person to listen to this episode, shoot me a message uh, on any of our social media platforms. I will send you a free copy of the book and I will send you an Evolve hat with it. Well, Jane, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your amazing wisdom with us. And hey, evolutionaries, remember that it takes time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. And evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.